Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be joined today by the fear guy, Ben Harris. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I know we already know each other a little bit, and I'm excited for whatever level of depth or (laughs) adventure we go on. I'm excited. I feel like it's going to be a bit of both. I think it's going to get deep. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be all kinds of things. So okay, thank you cool. so much for being here. Um, do you want to tell everyone who you are? Like, why are you the fear guy? Tell us about you. Yeah, I think that is important. Usually, Belle, my partner, she's like, sometimes Ben on podcasts, you just immediately go to the thing. It's like, you got to make sure people know who you're speaking to, <laughs> and who you are. <laughs> so, it helps. Yeah, that, that is important. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like on Instagram, I called myself by well, I do like the Instagram handles, the fear guys. So that came in, in, in March of 2020. So ironically, I was in a big transition phase, um, in my life and I was nomadic. I left a job the year before and I was just kind of feeling, I was like, what should I do? What should I do? And then literally I, I hosted my first retreat and I did a workshop about fear And I was really starting to hone in on this idea of fear is really more so of the fear of the unknown. Okay. But then eventually I was like, okay, this is a thing. And then it's kind of crazy right when the world shut down due to fear is when it came through for me, like a week or two later, like literally the fear guide Um, download just came in and then I rebranded everything a week or two later. Okay. And then that's when everything just like... It just, it clicked for me personally of like, okay, this is me. This is my gift and what I'm great at. And other people resonated with it too. Of course. So how did you manage your fear before knowing that your purpose was the fear guy? Like, how did you manage mm-hmm. leaving? Like, were you in a corporate role before? Like a more like yes. stereotypical? Okay. So how did you navigate that to like get out of the corporate matrix type of energy? I mean, I love that you ask about this because this is definitely my focus now of focusing on this specifically because this is probably my favorite thing to talk about and to help people with because not too long ago I got out of a business partnership and so when I got out of that business partnership I was like okay um what is my thing because I essentially gave everything up so I gave up like the coaching and I just focused on this yeah and I was like okay like I'm really good at this and I still love to do it And so I was like, what is like something even more niche than just fear? Even though fear is still specific. It is. Yeah. And I started to look at all the people I've worked with and like almost half of them, I've supported them in like quitting their job. And I I was like, oh, like that's so fun. Like then that's, I mean, that was, it's just an adventure. And that's, I know so many people want to do that. So anyway. Yeah. So when I did it, it was I wrote a post on LinkedIn and I think I might have put it on Instagram too. Like it was definitely like the stupidest thing I've done. I saw that post on Instagram the other day. (laughs) Yeah. And, but in the best way, because it was just so delusional. (laughs) Like, like I didn't have any of business 
revenue yet. I didn't have like really momentum. I didn't have much support. Like people told me not to do it. People were like, just stay, like make sure, give it a six months to see if you can. And I was just, I just couldn't, Yeah. which wasn't like me. Like I was very like stable and I like was an overachiever at work. And so for whatever reason, I was just like, I just can't, like I have to do it. Yeah. And so for me is it's just do the thing. That's how I've managed it. And fortunately, so for me, even if you look at my human design for people who know what that is, for example, yeah, I feel fear differently. It doesn't mean that I don't feel it, but it means that it's like, I see it as a separate thing, meaning it doesn't like overwhelm me most of the time. I I literally see it. And so it's for me, it's just, I've like back then, even I had, I think I had this quote that I used to live by, which is um, hard things or no, it's hard choices, easy life, easy choices, hard life. Ooh. And so, and so to me, right, was just like that I'm a logical person. And so when I hear that, I'm just like, oh, like it just makes sense. Like it's not right. like if I want an easy, beautiful life, then I'll make hard choices. Right. It's just, like, it just clicks for me. And then someone also asked me the question, and I've been thinking about this again this morning, actually. And this really hit me because I was I was back and forth. Like I was still scared. Of course. Yeah. Because I, I was like, like I didn't know all the what ifs, you know, like, well, what if I don't make money? What if this doesn't work? What if I, what if I have to go get a job again? Like that's super embarrassing. Yeah. And um, but then someone asked me the question, well, what if what would you do if it was impossible to fail? Ooh, that's really and nice. As soon as they asked me that question, I just knew. <laughs> it just like it immediately just I felt it in my body. And once I know something, I just I take action. Like I'm I'm the type right. of person who's just like, well, I know it, so I can't unknow it. And so let's move. Okay. And that question is what really, really helped me. Wow. That's I think especially having a logical mind. I think when people are positively making sense to you logically, like the, like asking that question, I feel like that helps a lot too, but mm-hmm. I feel like you really have to honor what you know and feel and like your desire within whenever the outside noise is predominantly negative and limiting and don't do this and confused because I think it's hard for other people to understand your vision when even you might not fully know it yet. Or even when you do know your vision and people are looking at you like, I cannot see this. So I think, I mean, that's crazy. I love, I want to kind of go into so many different, I have so many questions now I'm being like flooded in my mind, but you said you, you don't get overwhelmed by fear and I am the opposite. I'm like, I feel fear and I'm like, it's like I'm swimming in a lake of fear. So I know that's probably more innate and like more like a soul type of yours, but how, how do you view it? Like, (laughs) I'm interested. I'm curious. How do you view it and not sink? I guess. So one of the first times I remember feeling it so viscerally was actually in high school. So when I was like 15 or 16, I actually started, I got really, really into rap music. Okay. So I started to make rap music. Amazing. And then someone asked me, they're like, and I can still like remember, I can seriously remember where I was sitting, oh. who I was sitting with. 
and this person came in, you know, like the student body officer or whatever, like who's yeah. in charge of all the things. And she's like, hey, Ben, would you want to rap for our like spring assembly or something like that? Cool. And I remember the feeling in my body was so scared. But at the same time, I'm, I'm actually getting tingly thinking about it. Right, now. <laughs> oh. right? It was that same feeling. It was like that tingly, like, woo, like this expansive, just like so excited. And so I wanted to say no, but my, the words that were just like, yes, like I said, yes, immediately. Wow. And so how I view it, right, is fear is an invitation into your next level of expansion. Chills. So, so I view it as literally like a compass. Okay. As, so the same thing, right, with like hard decisions equal easy life. Right. To me, it's actually, well, it's the easy choice then. Oh, okay. And so that's why it doesn't become hard because it's like, well, it's actually easy because it makes my life easier. And okay. Then same thing with fear, right? It's like, well, it gives me the result that I want. So why wouldn't I do it? It's wow. literally just like, okay, like this is calling me to who I'm meant to be. This is showing me what I desire. This is literally inviting me into something that I really, really like who I'm supposed to be. And like, if I didn't feel fear, I wouldn't care about it. Like if Accurate. someone says, you know, like, I don't know what I don't care about, but I would just be like, no, but I wouldn't be afraid of it either. Okay. Okay. So how did that come in? Cause I know, I mean, we're having a human experience. The ego is more prominent. How did it come for you to release the like fear of judgment and the fear of maybe negative social perception for taking a path that it wasn't, and I would say still is quite rare. How did you navigate that? So this is something I feel like my fear of, or my need for approval, right? Which is a fear of dis disapproval. Right. Um, is definitely still there. Okay. It's like, I feel like when I was younger, it was more so just like the, the ignorance of just doing things. Right. And now, right where it's, I'm 31, like I have a family. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely feel it more. It's like, oh, this is what people talk about. <laughs> like, like <laughs> okay. This is, like, this is, you know, there's more on the line. There's more pressure and stuff like that. Fortunately, right. I'm practiced. But it's like, I understand a lot more than I didn't used to understand. I was just like, you just do it. Like, who cares? Who cares? Just do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but now I definitely understand. And so for the approval piece is specifically, it's the same type of, it's like, for example, like if we want like family to approve of us, I know that's a big thing of usually, like, well, yeah. I'm going to stay in this job because if I leave, like people will think I'm weird or like, who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. Or man, you're, that's so dumb. Like you spent all these years in school. You have this debt. You have such a good job. Why are you leaving? Yeah. And it's like, well, first of all, it's not their life. And so, and second of all, it's their own fear being projected onto you. Oh, a hundred percent without question. So it's like, it's whenever you do, so, do something like that, it will most likely trigger them for something that is unfulfilled. Yep. And for me personally, that actually motivates me a little bit. Like, oh, okay. Like it's not only for me, most importantly for me, right? Yeah. It's actually for my family. It's for my lineage. It's like, it's like, I'm dedicated to like breaking a cycle. Oh, a hundred percent. That's the and star seed energy, right? Having yeah. a ripple effect. 
Exactly. And so like when I view it like that, it becomes more fun. Yeah. And it's like, I have heard some stories of family, like my friend Sahara Rose, people might know her, but yeah, she has a crazy story. Like literally, I mean, she, her family's from Iran and like definitely a different story than just like a middle white class American story. But like, right. Because her family, I remember her dad, I think told her like, we disown you something like that because she, you know, wasn't a lawyer or a doctor. Wow. So there's that level of stuff, but I imagine right. most of us don't have to deal with that. That extreme. Deal. Yeah. But even like that, right. Is it's, well, you're going to be extremely unhappy. So it's kind of like, again, we're going back to that hard decision, easy life. Well, like, do you really want to be unhappy and live your life for them? Like truly, like the equation is simple. Like you will be miserable if you live your life for someone else. Guaranteed. Yeah. I teach that to everyone that I work with as yeah. well. It's like, you can either be happy and not get everyone's approval, or you can be unhappy trying to get their approval and still you're not going to get everyone's approval. So exactly, it's a lose-lose. You have to choose sometimes the harder quote route. I guess it's harder for the ego, easier for the soul to go in the direction of making yourself happy but one time i got a session a few months ago and this person told me and it helped click for me is like caring about other people's decisions is actually a distraction okay and, so, and for me i was just for whatever reason when it's like it was just helpful for me to view it as like oh it's literally distracting me from what i'm supposed to be doing yeah because it takes so your focus like elsewhere this, yeah, not just like this fear or like th this feeling. Again, it made sense. It was like this logical thing. It's like, oh, it's literally pulling me away. It's like, it's a distraction from my goal. And for whatever reason, my mind thinks in that black and white sense. So if like, if it's distracting yeah. me, then it's just easier for me. Like, oh, like that's unhelpful more so. And I've been doing this. It's such a practice of people that are like, supportive and like all the wins and I definitely have like for me I mean we all have different fears but like my fear of rejection is definitely pretty deep like okay someone sent me like I asked to be on someone's podcast to like a pretty big podcast because like I'm like promoting this course I launched yeah we're gonna talk about that <laughs> and it's great like the tone of it was like I got scared like nervous and anxious reading it Aww. and my brain is so used to rejection that it actually is looking for rejection and yeah. so like I'm I'm immediately scanning like I'm looking I'm not even reading it slowly and thoroughly you're looking like, for the rejection yeah very quickly I'm like let's get right. this over with okay and so that's how our brain works right it's like if we're so used to something yeah and it's like we literally are looking for it. And so I love, and so for me, I've noticed that and I've felt that for a long time. And so what I've started doing now, because I have capacity and the awareness and the desire to change and break that cycle is, even if it is a rejection, I'm going to breathe and read it slowly. Okay. And then it's actually, when I read it, it's like, it's actually not a rejection. Most of the time, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, and so it's just funny, like to notice like certain things and I'm, imagine people listening, we all have our own version of, 
um, like that's a relationship thing. Like I used to do that in relationships where yeah, I used to try and if, if I sensed that something was wrong, then I would be like, I would try and get it over quickly. So it wouldn't, the pain wouldn't last forever. I could either, I could categorize it in that it, this is going somewhere or this isn't going somewhere. And okay. if I was scared of it not going somewhere, then I wanted to end it now instead of waiting later. Wow. Okay. So it's that same thing of just like, like fear does the thing that we don't want it to do. It and does. So if I have a fear of rejection, well, I'd rather like, I'm literally looking for the thing because it feels safe to me. Because it's familiar. That's the, that's the subconscious, right? By the time you're five, six years old, you are programmed to experience one one to three dominant emotions. And if those are unfortunately negative experiences, whether you're conscious of it or not, you're going to replicate that. You're, I don't want to say you're going to attract it, but I've had the experience myself of because my subconscious was trying to purge belief systems of seeing it more in my physical reality, not just in my internal reality. And then my fear would in some way manifest or try to manifest. I don't want to say that fear is manifest. It's not exactly the same as receiving manifestations, but it would present itself. And then it would almost, for me, I'm very analytical, but I'm very, very intuitive as a medium. So there's been this like constant toggle back and forth between, I know why it's presenting itself. And I know it's not reaffirming my fear that I'm going to be stuck with for the rest of my life. It's presenting so I can clear it and reprogram and move on from it. But then that fear gets so strong. And and it says that old belief system, well, this must be true. Like this must be my reality. This must be permanent. It's so familiar. And now it's here again in the present. And it just, fear has such a loud voice, right? It can scream so loudly. And I think the journey, and I think what you're teaching so many people is not necessarily to quiet, well, yes, to quiet the fear voice, but also to, I think what you taught me when we had chatted in the summer on your live of like not rejecting the fear and just like accepting it. Like it doesn't have to be so loud. It overtakes you, but you can also just accept it and still move in the direction that you wanted to. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that is how you quiet it is by accepting it. Right. And that's the same with like any sort of anxious thought or any limiting belief is if you repress it, you're not acknowledging it. You're not doing the healing. You're not doing the shadow work. So it's going to get louder. It's like a kid having a tantrum in the store. Like Mm -hmm. if you then abandon the kid in the middle of the toy section, like then he's going to get scared because he's alone. Parents not there. And it's just going to get worse. It's the same thing with fears and all of these, these wound energies that we're healing as humans. I concur. Yes. It's crazy. It's so crazy. So tell us about fear alchemy. Like Obviously your experience led you here, but how has this whole process been creating this course? So it's funny because the thing that we choose to talk about or our mission or our life's purpose or just whatever you want to call it is then that will usually tend to come up more, right? Because it's our opportunity, like we got to master it so we can guide other people through it. Yeah. And so definitely it's, time and time and time again I'm what you said like a presented with fear as an opportunity to clear it yep and um so fear alchemy is it's an intuitive course meaning that it's going to show you how to identify the root of your own fear 
okay. and limiting beliefs and then take you through a process of how to reprogram them. Oh, I love that. And it's, I mean, frankly, I'm very proud of it because my goal, so last year I was in a session and I was coaching someone and then they asked me like, wow, Ben, that was profound. How are you going to scale that? And of course, that's a very businessy thing, right? Of like, well, how are you going to grow this? How are you going to scale this? How do you sell more? Yeah. But for me, it was like, you're right. I can't, I knew this, right? But for whatever reason at this time, this person asking this question hit differently. Right. And I was like, it is time. Like, I just, I can't do this with everybody one-on-one and I, neither do I want to. No, it's not, it's not, I don't want to say it's not sustainable, but as a coach, I can say like, if you want to have your biggest impact, you need something that you don't have to show up for. Cause you can't show up to a thousand calls in a week, like, or in a month, it's just not possible. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so to have, to have this thing that is truly now timeless, mm-hmm. that it's, that I can just continuously like promote here and there and yeah, um, like share people's experiences. And it really is like I'm there with people because it's not just like a course where I'm, where you watch a video and then you get educated. That's part of it. But then we really go in depth and we immerse into, and I give prompts. So you get a guidebook with it. And then I walk you through examples for 10 fears. So through my experience of the journey is that there's 10 fears that people resonate with. Okay. Whether it's some of them or all of them. Okay. And so I guide you through like, well, right now, what is the fear of presenting itself? Now let's go into that. What is the root of this fear? And then how do you reprogram it? Okay. That's so intricate. I love that. It's hella intricate. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like so proud of it because it's actually, it really is like you're getting coached, but you have to be brave enough to go in there, right? Because it's, and hold yourself accountable. I was just but, about um, to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to show up. Yeah, it's been really cool. Because, I mean, I knew I was like, okay, every time like I coach someone, it works. But then I was like, okay, how do I package this when I'm not there asking intuitive questions? How can I do that? And so co-created, you know, with Source, shout out, shout out to the divine. Yeah, as always. <laughs> with these prompts that, it's literally like fill in the blanks. So it's questions that I would ask people and I just like systemized it. So it's, okay. it applies to everybody. So you just follow the prompts, you fill in whatever you're feeling or whatever comes through in that moment. Okay. And it's like a fear calculator and it pops out what your actual deep belief is. And then I, again, take you how to reprogram it. That is genius. That's literally genius to be able to make a system like that. Holy crap. And it works like seriously, every person that's done it, that's actually done it. <laughs> yes. Is, and it takes people some time, you know, cause that's what fear does is it tends to prolong any process. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent experiencing that like right now. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Cause I know I saw the course and I I'm, I'm getting it. And I know, and I like woke up this morning knowing I'm committing to it because Whenever I saw you release it, I was like, I don't know. Like, it's always such a conversation between the hires and the egos. Like, I've done so much healing of my fear. Like, I'm so aware of what they are. I know why they're there. <laughs> and then I woke up this morning and I had a, um, I released a project. Well, I announced a project that I'm doing and 
releasing at the end of the year. And I woke up this morning and I felt fear in my entire body. And I was like, Ooh, girl, you're getting fear alchemy there. We're not, we're not playing with this shit. Um, so yeah, it definitely has like fear can make you procrastinate. I've experienced that through and through and it's, it's just a self-protection, right? Like the procrastination, the self-sabotage, it's your fear is just trying to protect you. Yeah. And it's, I love that you said that. And it's actually, I'm not sure. Have we talked about this, about giving you like you and your people a discount? Yes, we have. (laughs) Okay, good. So I've had one person, God bless her. Her name's Michelle. She's like an intuitive coach and she's even showed me so many like possibilities with this thing. She's literally like a pioneer, like she takes her clients through it. So and it's been like, she literally walks them through the course. Okay. And it's been really, really cool even to watch that. Like she's showed me videos of her walking through people, but why I said that is potentially like what I just felt is even if your people want to go through it with you, like that could be really fun. Or if you just use yeah. it as a tool for, for whatever reason, that's down the line is I want to do something for, um, coaches and healers. Yeah. Where it's first we go through it together and then second we're going to so like four weeks is going through it together and then the next four weeks will be like okay now how do I do this with my people? Yes. Yeah, I so down like that. I am the kind of person anytime I connect with another guide in the collective I'm like okay, we're going to be using this. Like Mimi has superhuman app and I will like go in and I like screenshot all these meditations. I'm like, you're doing these this week to my clients. I was like, and you're going to let me know what you find. And we like dive into it. So I think the same thing with fear alchemy, you'd be like, okay, let's do this. And like, we're going to do it side by side. I think it's good. Um, I know a lot of my clients, they, they come to see me because I mean, going through an awakening, that's predominantly what I focus on is the activation of Kundalini, the sacred soul energy in the body. And how that allows you to open up to your soul and reconnect to your higher self. And that brings a whole beautiful gift of living a dream life. And it's very challenging to go through on an emotional level to go through the awakening. And there are fears that come up. And I think bringing fear alchemy into that mix, I think that's just like an extra recipe for major success. So I'm excited for them to get their hands on it. We'll do it. We'll chat after. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. hundred percent guys stay tuned. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's I, when I saw that, I think, I think the collective, I think the human consciousness has been so riddled in fear, different fears, but I don't know about you, but I know for, from what I've seen in, in my work, the most common fears that people will be working through at like a very root base is fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. Like, it's just it's always toggling between the two, even things that don't seem to like surface that way whenever you go into the layers and layers like I find it always comes back to those two what about you what have you found I love that so let me see if I can name these off the top of my head so the top 10 fears that I have are failure success rejection abandonment money um damn it let's see then it's hold on being seen losing control the unknown what are the other two but anyway yeah. So it's like whenever they're all interconnected, right? So it's, yes. for example, like I've had people go like, well, I'm afraid of not making money. 
Okay. And so they go into the money thing, but really what they realize is that they're afraid of losing control and they're using money as a thing to feel safe. And so it's like, I'm afraid of letting go. So then they pop over to the losing control part, right? And that's really what frees them. Okay. So if you, I've gone through this for the past few years. I'm like, well, what is it? What is it all, all go down to? Yeah. And I've gone back and forth. So rejection and abandonment are really big. Um, and it's, but <laughs> it depends. It's always in a, it's a depends and it's a both and it's an and. Meaning yes. It's like, sometimes you could say, well, it's fear is so based on survival. You're just afraid of dying, right? You're afraid of death. Really, yeah. which goes into, you're afraid of the unknown, which is you, True. Like if you go into the soul level, like you're afraid of not existing. You're afraid okay. of like oblivion of completely just not existing. Okay. okay. And then on a human level, right, what I believe is like once you sift below a lot of them, the ones that pop up the most are usually I'm not enough, uh, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy. Those are the three things that usually distill after the fears, but it's usually some form, right, of like I have a fear of not being enough, which is just being myself. Like I am not enough for who I am. So I guess we could kind of say that that fear is the fear of unconditional love because we've seen ancestrally how conditional not in an intentional way but love in intergenerationally has not necessarily been unconditional for the vast majority of humans there's been so much trauma passed down right so much learned conditioning do you think that that's related to those fears like the worthiness and everything i just remember the other two because okay so love and okay And then the fear of being judged and misunderstood. Okay. These make sense. But yeah, right. Like what you said is it goes back to like even rejection and abandonment. I didn't realize how big abandonment was, but I think I'm pretty sure I would assume everybody has an abandonment wound because at some point, right. is like, like what you said, we were all rejected. We've been told no, literally as a kid. So it's like, you've been rejected. Yep. And then you've been abandoned because at some point in your life, it's not just physically, it could be emotionally, it could be at some point you yeah. got left. Yes. Or something was taken. And so, and even just like being literally born out of your mother's womb, right? Is like that safety is now taken from you. Yes. All at some level have that fear of abandonment. And when I was recording the course, it was crazy. I didn't expect it. So when I started recording, we did it like professionally and and we were in the studio and I think I did like the first section and then, or something for an hour or two. And then I went into the next section and I just felt like all this literally at, at first I felt like almost like everybody's fear that would be taking it. Okay. Like it was like moving through me. You were transmuting it. Yeah. Right. The alchemy. Ooh, I just got chills. <laughs> so that was happening and then what happened for me because there's a part in the course where i give a a rundown of all 10 fears and then i was actually on abandonment and then i got stuck and so for me right literally in the moment this is actually a bonus in the course where but everyone has access to it where we i wanted to keep it where i actually like break down bawling where me just like i'm so afraid Oh. of 
like, cause I feel the pressure. So my fear of abandonment was like, if this thing doesn't do well, then love will be taken from me. Wow. And so that literally came through as I was moving, like, as I was recording the thing, right? Like I felt the pressure, like so much pressure that if this thing doesn't do well, then love will be taken because That's... I'm not lovable. And so that was like, still is right. A big thing of like releasing that again and again. And that's something that you would have learned early years. Like that's something that's passed. And it could even be ancestrally as well yeah. too, right? Usually that's something that, especially I find um, for masculine energy for men, it's love the the social paradigm and subconscious belief socially is that you have to be productive and successful. You have to earn love essentially. So mm -hmm. Wow. It's wild. I think, but also so beautiful how you, I mean, obviously we're always working through things, but how through creating fear alchemy, you were alchemizing your own, your own wounds and your own fears. Yeah. I mean, I literally still use the course. It's crazy. That's the thing. I don't think the course will ever, it's not like a one and done type thing. I don't think someone's going to move through the course for one month and then never touch it again, because as we know, fear always presents itself again. It's just lesser and lesser. I find, or at least from my, from my experience, the same fear that keeps presenting itself, it gets easier to navigate each time, yeah. but that material in the course is so beneficial to go back to and continue working through and continue transmuting. So that maybe hopefully if possible in the human experience, there's very little to no fear by the end of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's hopefully the goal. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's cool. I love that you said that. And that's like literally how I built it where it's, and I've had people do it, which is really cool where, because we, because we originally launched it in May, then that business partnership ended. And so I re I took it again and I rebuilt it under my name okay. and brand and relaunched it. Okay. And so from that first time, people have come back again and they use it as yeah just like a resource like well if i'm feeling this i know where to go to like transmute it yeah and it's been really really cool where we had one person who had this fear of public speaking they mm -hmm. like went on a tv show and we have this really cool telegram which is a group chat group and okay people like sharing questions and insights and breakthroughs and so she shared it there i sent a voice note back everyone can hear this of where to go, what questions to ask. And she literally, I told her what prompts to go through. And then she, but she followed her intuition and did a different set of prompts. And it revealed something that she spent, you know, five years doing EMDR, like yep. um, therapy that they didn't even get to. Yeah. Which was she, when she was a kid in school, if she didn't do well, then her mom would beat her Ooh. and abuse her. And so what she was subconsciously and viscerally afraid of is like, I'm afraid to speak to people because I don't want yeah. these new people thinking I'm stupid. And then if they think I'm stupid, then that means like I'm unloved, right? Unworthy. And literally yeah. like my body feels like something bad is going to, that's fear, right? Is to protect well, you from being beaten. Well, yeah, especially something so traumatizing like that yeah mm -hmm. and so she discovered i mean you know she's like crying while she's sharing which is so like vulnerable and brave and 
but then like through that she was able to work through it she's like oh like that's why i feel this feeling that i didn't even know because i was so afraid of you know not performing and so when i get in in front of those stages or speaking in front of people that's what happens and that's like that unlocks to the needs of the inner child of like what has your inner child held on to that has been unconscious to you and that opens up a whole other layer of understanding yourself as a consciousness right like that's yeah shout out to her that is massive like sending good vibes i like hate that pass for her but love that breakthrough for her cuz that's massive yeah. and it's like for me it's I know this offering and this creation is so much bigger than me. And it's not just a now thing. Like I was mm-hmm. actually, because of the business partnership or whatever, I was actually, so I had to buy it back. Okay. Because, you know, technicalities or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, that's dumb. I have to like buy the thing that I created. <laughs> I was like, yep. But <laughs> that's what it comes to, like with the whole IP or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, do I really want to do it? Like I was going back and forth and I was like, some of the stuff that came through was like, don't, it was like, think it was see with God's eyes. And the, Ooh, that still hits right now. I mean, yes. right. Where it's not just like, don't just see in this limited human now moment. Yeah. Like zoom out, zoom out. Can you see with God's eyes? I'm like, Oh wow. Like, okay. Why wouldn't I do it then? Right. It makes and it, it seem- goes back to that question. Like, what would I do if it's impossible to fail? Well, I would take it. Exactly. And so, but my thing where it's inviting me to stretch is in the promotion aspect. Marketing. Like me talking about it and how awesome it is. Like it's me finding my voice of like selling and promoting. Yeah. But the easy part for me is the creation, right? Because I can like stuff come through me easily. I'm and then I'm able to create it. I love that part. But then when it comes time to speak and say, hey, everybody, sign up. Like, I can do that, like, once. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm, right? But then, like, yeah. to revisit it is really uncomfortable for me. Yeah. And then if people don't sign up, right, in the first time, oh, then I freak out and my body, like, locks up. Okay. Okay. So We're the same. I'm working. I love it. And so I'm working with a coach right now is that actually I'm working through my own subconscious things. Of, yeah, of course. Yeah. How could Which you is not? Like super helpful. Yeah, you and I, that's so interesting that you say that. I'm the same way. The creation process, love it, live in it, thrive in it. Yeah. Opening up and being like, I have this really amazing coaching container. I announced today on my podcast, the episode that went up today, I'm publishing a book in December. Yay. Yeah, insane. And I, oh my God, I'm going to feel all the things now. Um, but I woke up this morning and it's announced and people are hearing it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I said, I never have to talk about it again, but, and like, part of me is also like, never talk about it again because then people are actually going to read it. <laughs> so it's so, it's so funny that we both have that, like, I'll say it once and that's okay. That's comfortable. But drawing attention, I don't know. I think for me, it's like drawing attention to myself is where. I don't know if it's that. I'm going to have to dive into that and figure out me. I'm going to have yeah. to go into it. <laughs> so for me, it's like, I can say that I've done it. So it's like, it checks off the part where I said I tried. Okay. Yep. And so it's like, oh, like I technically didn't fail because I did it. Right. But I'm self-sabotaging it, right? Because, well, honestly, for most things and most people, 
it takes you know like momentum and repetition like yeah. it have to be hard and stressful but like like you have to revisit it like psychology yes. is a real thing like it takes what like seven or time seven or ten times for somebody to see something and it's like we don't even like what you said even with fear alchemy of like you're going through this process behind the scenes that I don't even know. Yeah. And so the same thing with people with your book, right? Like literally when you create something so, I'm going to say it, when you create something so powerful, right, is literally the transaction is part of the transformation. Yes. But that's our job to hold that space and to continuously offer it. Like if we don't offer it, this is helpful for me to say it aloud, I already feel it, right? It's like, it's literally doing the offering a disservice. I was, like, I was it, just thinking that. Yeah. It chose us to come through us into the world. And I used to think it was weird. I used to say if you're was my baby. And I was like, no, that's kind of like icky. Okay. And then I was like, no, it actually is a child that I am parenting. It's its own thing. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not in charge of it. I don't own it but I am the parent that I have to be able to like show it and guide it and like support it. it to the world. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think you said it, the, these projects, these things that we create, they chose us, right? Like source gave them to us to do and source didn't give them to us. Like, I think, yes, in part to help us, right? Like it is the creation process is for us. It is very soulfully led but the end product is not for us. It's our service to humanity. And you're right. Not sharing it is, is the disservice, right? Like it, how are we supposed to help people if we don't offer and share the thing that we've created to help people? And that's part of, right. That's the alchemy for ourselves. Yeah. That's part of the, the healing and the expansion, the terrifying type of expansion sometimes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I crazy. I think that's so interesting how like we're mirroring that. Obviously there's something going on with the guides and the collective. We're all being called to expand. I've been seeing so much of it. People just like branching out and offering their love to humanity. And I think that's, that's huge. I'm excited to see the impact fear alchemy has on everyone. I'm excited to see the impact it has on myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready you. for Me it. Too. Me too. I'm excited for your book too. What is it called? So I haven't, I'll tell you, I'll edit this out, but I haven't <laughs> shared, I haven't shared the name of it yet, but it's called poetry. Oh, I love that. I love that name. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, um, it's like an evolution. I went through a lot of trauma growing up in, in my life, like a, a lot. Um, so it covers, there's three parts of it. There is the beginning, the breaking and the becoming. And it basically mm -hmm. covers my inner child, my ego and entering my highest self and stepping into purpose and just these poetic thoughts that have helped me transmute and heal the wounds and the pain and gain the wisdom and pull the wisdom from all the lessons. So it's, yeah. Oh, that's dope. So it is, so it's poetry, but you're telling a story. It's a complete story. Like there's a full through line with it. Like that's cool. There are certain themes that show up in the beginning and then you'll see them again in the breaking and the becoming and um, it's, it, it has a through line. It's so, it's not just a random poetry book. Like it's not random thoughts. It is, a, it's a story. Yeah. That's beautiful. And nothing's wrong with like, like, uh, 
like young Pueblo and who's the other Mari or Mia or something. I don't know. She's really popular too, where it's just like short poetry things or thoughts, but yours is really cool. Like the fact that you have a through line and I love the beginning, the breaking, the becoming. That's awesome. Yeah. This is going to be dope. It yeah. It, it already is. Yeah. It's coming out. I'll have to send you a copy and yes, please. Yeah. It's sitting, it's sitting right next to me. The, the rough draft, it's insane. So yeah, I think there's just a lot that comes up with that and vulnerability, right? Like whenever you said that you broke down crying, whenever you got to the the fear of abandonment and you wanted to, did you end up keeping that in the, in the course or did you end up editing it out? Yeah. I mean, as far as like, it's a, it's a bonus aspect. So people can go watch it later. It's not in the main part, but, but it's there it. for people to witness. Right. And I think sharing being vulnerable one is, can be a challenge for people. I know for me, like being vulnerable has not been the easiest experience, at least in my adulthood. And then to go and share that vulnerability, it's like, you're just really putting your heart out there. And I think that, but I think that as scary as it can be as the creator, as the person who is being vulnerable is actually what ends up having the biggest impact on the people who consume what we create. Does that make sense? It's true. Crazy. It does make sense. What a life that we are living, Ben, and what a beautiful gift you are offering to humans everywhere to transmute their fears, alchemize their fears. That's right. I mean, as far as I see it, I don't think, I mean, I believe like every issue is somehow rooted in fear. So okay, if you yes. learn how to feel it and heal it, then it's like and alchemize it, then you're pretty much set. Yeah. It's about turning it into an asset, turning fear into an asset. What is one thing you would say to someone listening right now who is maybe feeling like crippled by their fear? Like they just feel immobilized from it. What would your advice be to them? Mm. The first thing that came through and it's, you know, different every time, but this time it was <laughs> like breathe and move through it. I was rapping slash singing a song to my son Kingston mm -hmm. yesterday. What did I say? Cause he's really good at like speaking and expressing already. And like, like he's really like a, a good talker. Like he mirrors us and like, he like moves his mouth already and like ways oh, that he's so young. Yeah. He's three months and he's freaking using his voice, which is beautiful. Love that. And what did I say? I was, I was singing something back to him. I was like, like how I said, express it and feel it that is how we heal it well, oh i love it that and heal it that is how we you know and so i love that's that. what i would say is like literally like when you feel it it just wants to be expressed right because you talked about at some point suppressing or repressing yeah and so it's that's when it gets like stuck so yeah. for me the two ways that always help me feel better are working out and cold plunging like those for me personally are always the things that just like yeah. zap it Yep. And then I'm able to come back. And then also one thing that's helped me is not trying to get rid of it, which yep. is always a balance of like, of course you don't want to feel that all the time, but if it's just like, how do I get rid of this? How do I get rid of this? That becomes the problem instead of even just like allowing it be like, okay, like even if the rest of my day, I feel this, I will be okay. And then ironically, yeah. that acceptance is usually what helps melt it. Helps alleviate it. Mm -hmm. I find it's like 
it's like watching your fear. Like you said, you watch your fear, but it's like allowing it to be the, like, if you think of it, like driving, like allow the fear to be the traffic. Don't be in the traffic. Like it's a different lane. Like you're not in the same lane as it. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm going into little tangents. But. Yeah. And you know, I think I heard there's Elizabeth Gilbert. I think I'm, I'm reading her book right now. That's so weird that you bring her up. Wow. And which book are you reading? Uh, Big Magic. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I think it is this one. Okay. How far are you in it? Uh, chapter four, I think. The... I think you've got past this because the whole beginning is about fear. Yes. And so she mentions the like fear is like the backseat. I think she says like you just don't let it drive. Like you, it yes. has its voice and but you just don't let it drive the car. Yes. So the same type of thing where it's like if it depends where someone is like if they haven't done any fear work already like one of the first things we do in the course is just start tracking every time you feel it so essentially anytime you feel a heightened emotion okay like the chance is like if i feel uneasy if i feel nervous if i feel jealous if i feel angry all of that at the root is fear like seriously like if a parent sees their child almost die their mm-hmm. first instinct right is like what are you doing like move yeah <laughs> yeah right it's not like they are afraid that this so that's the thing right like all of these emotions because fear is at the root of the whole purpose of your human vessel which is to stay alive yeah exactly and so like just start tracking anytime you feel triggered or upset or whatever, like just any not self anything that doesn't feel like you. Yeah. And then like, again, you can do this in the course or by yourself, but it's just track, start to track and start to be aware of when do I feel this way? And then when does it happen? Which usually would give you a clue of like, Oh, it's my parents. Oh, it's my boss. Oh, it's this thought like I'm watching Netflix and did it, or it's when I'm by myself that it's like you'll start to get clues of what's causing it. You see a pattern with it and that makes it easy to identify or easier to identify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's great advice. I had a question I wanted to ask earlier before we wrap up that I, I just need to ask <laughs> <laughs> just like a very personal, like for my own analytical mind. So I... I have a lot of uh, soul memory. Like I remember life before earth. I remember many past lives. I remember dying. I remember a lot of cool, fun, interesting things. So when it comes to the fear of the unknown, because I have encountered that with my ego, you said that a lot of times that relates back to like oblivion, basically like the fear of being nothing just from your own like expertise. How would you categorize that for me as someone who like, remembers those things and knows what to expect when she's not this anymore (laughs) (laughs) well meaning so are you saying are you still afraid of it or are you not afraid of it the fear of the unknown i'm more comfortable with it but in terms of like the earth experience i'm definitely i'm i'm guarded with it i'm like okay like the fear of the unknown when i die cool because i know what i know what goes on up there um the unknown on this planet planet can be a little chaotic sometimes so it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know (laughs) so are you asking 
Like, what does it feel like for you? What does it actually mean for you since you're What not does it mean? Yeah. What's your intuitive take on that? Like, what do you think that means? As far as, so just to clarify again, so you, your fear of the unknown, even though it's like, you're not afraid of oblivion per se, not because you all. know what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's, even though you know what happens, it's, you're, you still have a human body. Okay. So it's, it, I would just say it's straight up just your primal like no matter no matter what you know you're still gonna feel emotion and your body's going to say please no <laughs> it's like right your Fair. body doesn't want to feel pain it doesn't want to no. be hurt it doesn't want to your body no matter how much your soul knows your body doesn't want to stop existing so it's my gonna body stop. is consciousness yeah so it's gonna stop okay. it's gonna do anything it can to stay safe that makes so much sense Interesting. I never would have taken that take. Like it's my body saying that. That's so interesting. Thank you for that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's both, right? It's, I mean, fear is in the body, but it's also in the mind. Like, yeah. Richard, Richard you know who Richard Rudd is? He's the author of no. Gene Keys. I'm going to have to look into him. Gene Keys. So he okay. has this quote, which I love, and it says, No form of thinking can take away the fear. Because thinking is what caused the fear. Yeah, that, that'll do it. That'll do so, it. But it's, I mean, that's even a nuanced quote, right? Because it's like, thinking can, <laughs> it's funny. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a game. You know, it's like, thinking can't actually take away the fear, but it's taking away something that really wasn't there. So... Right. Like, is like the soul knows like what you just said. Like your soul knows what happens, so it's not afraid. Yeah, not because at all. Fear technically doesn't exist. Like fear is an illusion. And it's but, a very more so human experience, fear. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a dense 3D thing. It is. Yeah. And so, but that's who we are. That's so, where we are. Yeah. Yeah. And so of course, like we're gonna feel it and experience it. Um, but that's okay. I mean, it's, it's just funny to zoom out and yeah, like when, like it does exist on a human level, but like on a soul level, nothing exists, but love, right? Like pure expansiveness, like infinite possibility. Yeah. And that's really what the unknown is too, right? Like the unknown is infinite possibility. Nothing can be created from like the unknown is like, it's hard to explain. I see it as like, like we're afraid of the thing that has the answer. Yeah. Because we're afraid of the unknown, but that is how you find your way because you can't you find, find a solution by staying where you're at. You find the known in the unknown. Boom. Yeah, you find what you're looking for. What you're looking for. Yeah, maybe not the known because I guess the known is past more so. But yeah, you find exactly what you want in, in the void, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. yeah, it's like if I'm unhappy at my job, well, <laughs> chances are you've probably been unhappy for a while. It does, it's not what you want. So how do you can't be happy? Not to say that you can't be like content and okay. Right. And, and create your own existence, your own reality. But at the same time, it's like, if you want something new, you can't just create something that that is already causing you to be unfulfilled and miserable. So yeah, it's this interesting thing where, yeah, like you have to, go to a place where you don't know for something to be created 
And I think too, that also goes into like the laws of quantum physics, right? Because the universe is just constantly feeding us back the energy that we're putting out. And like for jobs, for example, I've had clients who are manifesting new jobs or like new levels in their career as well. And especially when you're manifesting something entirely different though, if, like you said, if you're miserable in the job that you have, right, you're not happy and you keep emitting that frequency out into the universe, but you don't step into the unknown, quit the job, take the leap of faith. The universe can't replace that frequency with anything because you haven't stopped emitting the frequency. It's like radios, right? Like you have to choose to change the channel, leaving the job and like enter a new channel to receive new music, quote unquote, really weird analogies today. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I mean, like you can't, it's one ex- simple example, right? Is like, if your hands are full, you can't put anything else in your hand. Yes. Yeah. That's a really practical yeah. way of looking at it. Right. I like so that you analogy. Let go. You have to put something down in order for you to receive something else. But also super symbolic that you said, like you have to literally let go yeah. to receive. Oh, so beautiful, Ben. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know everyone has so enjoyed this. So thank you so much. Is there any last thing that you want to say for everyone? No, it was all said. It was all felt. And you guys already know what to do. Whatever you're feeling, it is the truth. You just have to follow it. Oh, love that. Beautiful way to end. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, guys, it's Editing Mads here. I just wanted to let you know that Ben was so kind as to give you all a discount for his incredible, life-changing, fear-alchemizing course. Fear Alchemy. So if you click on his link below in the description and you use the code MADSMESS at checkout, you'll get 10% off. And I'm so excited for you guys to get your hands on Fear Alchemy. We can do it together. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was transformational for me to be a part of, and I know it's having a massive impact on you guys as well. So go be your divine self this week. You got this. I love you. Thank you.